0: Hey y'all, Agent X here and you won't believe it, but this is actually our 100th episode of That's Not In The Book. I just need to give a sincere thank you to the 100 drunks that I've had on here, sharing their experience with working the 12 steps and an even bigger thank you to anyone who's listened to any of the podcast episode. You know, thanks for joining me on this little two year spiritual hike. No matter how haltingly we've walked, we've grown a little bit spiritually. So thank you so much for listening. This is going to be our last episode of the year, so make sure that you follow or subscribe. I have no idea what you do. I have no idea how to have a podcast, but here we are. So make sure that you follow or subscribe so you will hear our first episode of Season 3 coming out in January. So have an incredible non-denominational gender exclusive or inclusive Holiday or anti-holiday, whatever it is for you. Thanks, guys, for listening. We're gonna see y'all next week. Hope you enjoy our 100th episode.
1: That's not in the That's not in the That's not in the
0: book. No, really, guys. It's not anywhere in the book. Wow. Yeah, I just don't know what buttons I just hit, but here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to that's on the book. I'm your host, Agent X. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Please remember that you can get in contact with me or any of the guests that I have on the show at that's on the book at hotmail.com. If you'd like to come on and read with me as well, not everybody, I don't know everyone who comes on the podcast to read with me. I just hope for the best with my newfound friend, a foolish chap who I don't even know what you're going to say. You could be like, I just read the Russell Brand book and now I'm sober. You know, I have no idea about your recovery or your sobriety. So it could be really dangerous that I do this, but like actually – what happens is people who are like, oh, I like your message, or I I think you're, you know, I like what you say in AA. I'm like, oh, we probably actually read the same book then. And we probably have some of the same experiences. So it's okay that I don't know you. This could go terribly wrong. I don't know. But it hasn't yet. Because it kind of seems like when you actually have an experience with the big book, which leads to recovery, which actually leads to like a spiritual experience as a result of the step, it's almost like you find brothers and sisters where you're like, Oh, are we related? Are we related? Have you worked all the steps in their entirety in order from the big book? Is that your experience? A foolish chap?
1: It is. And you know, on this sense, I want to say, you know, thank you for letting me on here. Of um Two, I don't know what the hell I'm going to say either. Um,
0: (laughs) We don't.
1: (laughs) I I don't. I was a little nervous about that because it's, you know, I never, whenever I speak, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to say. You know what I mean? There's like no pre-planned pitch. Um, Well, I
0: I facilitated a podcast that removes any preconceived notion or ego. So as someone in AA who speaks a lot, right, like if you speak a lot, uh, it's kind of like you know how to form a, convers- a, a a speaker share. You know like the you have this preconceived little like this is what we do. This is how we speak. But on this podcast what happens is I don't tell you what we're going to speak about. And um, we pray first very sincerely. We remove our names so like our ego isn't attached by any way. Um, I'm some loud, tattooed American in Australia that's in recovery. So if you're in recovery, you could probably easily find me in Australia. However, like we kind of, it it has to come from God. Either it's God or it's nothing. So what is our only aim? It's to be helpful. It's that's it. Like I want to talk about my recovery in AA to be helpful to somebody who had who would like to grow spiritually or who doesn't yet have it. Right. So. Yeah. So your recovery and also you don't have to say how long you've been sober. I don't say how long I've been sober on this podcast because I don't want anyone to time bully me. Like either I have too much time to be relevant or I have not enough time to know what I'm talking about. fact is I just did the work and I actually did it really fucking fast. Tell me about when you first came to AA, um tell me about your experience the first time you got here. Cause I don't know if you recovered from the first day you got here or if it took you some tries, but tell me about the first time you came to AA and what brought you here and what it was like.
1: So I first came physically, I'm going to say to Alcoholics Anonymous in 2005 or 2006. It was my first time in treatment. Um, however, I'm not going to say I was a member of AA um, you know, I just went with the treatment center just to get out of the facility itself, kind of check it out. Um, and here was my big thing, you know, so I do suffer from alcoholism. I also like to shoot a lot of heroin and cocaine, right? Me too. <laughs> so I always said that I was different from the folks in AA, um, cause I hadn't yet owned my drinking. Right.
0: So that was your thought process before you like came to AA, right? Like I, I yeah, no, different with these other things.
1: I am so like I have this drug addiction, but my alcoholism because at that point I didn't. So I knew I I drank a little bit different than others. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I hadn't fully accepted of where it was at. So like I said, that was my first experience. <clears throat> I ended up at treatment a second time then I started finding myself there on my own. Um, always loaded. So thank God for the third tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the dude falling out of his chair, spilling the coffee, you know, just slumped and I wanted to get better, but I still, I still wouldn't ask for help, you know? And
0: I love your accurate accurate (laughs) representation of the third tradition. Thank you so much for pointing that out. Like. So I think that our third tradition is why AA sucks at this moment, but the short form, the long form is the real version, but that you being sober is not a requirement to come to AA meetings. Like I've heard of people getting kicked out of AA meetings because they're drunk. What the fuck are you talking about? We're here for you. You can go to AA drunk by force. First, first four meetings. The first time I came here, I was drunk. Like, please, if you have a desire to get well, and you can't stay sober. You might have alcoholism. So please fucking come to the meeting. You aren't going to remember anything, but you're going to remember where to go. Hopefully, you'll remember some people being nice to you. Hopefully, you'll fucking think the next day to come back.
1: Yeah. And that was the thing. Like I said, I started finding myself in the room on my own. I also like to think I'm very, very smart. So what I would do do. <laughs> If I was drinking a lot, I'd show up at Narcotics Anonymous because oh. they would have no idea.
0: Genius. Fucking genius. And, you know,
1: banging dope and walking into the AA clubhouse. You they are were, smart. That <laughs> yeah, so was, was my way of like tricking the people around me because um, I still wasn't willing to ask for help. You know, there was still that that self-reliance, right? Mm-hmm. So they tell me to go here in the treatment center. I'm going to go here. And this is where, you know, I also had to learn, you know, like this this meeting makers don't make it. Mm. Um, it's it's the work in the book, you know, because like I could go to a meeting and leave and, and I'd feel okay, right? I'd feel okay. But I wasn't well inside, you know, and that took some time to figure that out. Um but no, it was about a good almost 10 years of just showing, showing up there, but not doing anything. Right. I call that
0: purgatory. I feel like rough. It's like you you could e- – people who are sober without a solution on board, without the spiritual solution, it must be like purgatory where it's like, okay, I don't have these enormous immediate consequences of drunk driving now that I'm not sober. But my head was like a metal band all the time. I was just constantly screaming internally. So I couldn't imagine like – just being removed from drugs and alcohol or even lying about it, like going to AA and lying or going to NA. I fucking think that's genius. What I did is I I just lied about being sober. Like I took a 30 day chip when I was three days sober. Cause I was like, Oh, I've been around the rooms for a while. They they're going to think, you know, they're going to notice I haven't taken a 30 day chip fucking delusional, you know, but the lying is, is too much.
1: No, it is. And you know, it's, it's lying to ourselves. It's lying to them. Um,
0: self-deception but, and experimentation.
1: But I tell you what, when I came in, cause I got sober out in Los Angeles. I'm from New York. Um, ran for myself across the country. And when I had hit this point of, I'm either going to go blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go to AA and I'm going to do this thing. Um, I mean, it's life changing, right? It's life changing. It's hard to articulate to, to to people just how it is. It's like you have to go experience this for yourself, you know. And let's not put any expectations on the step work or this thing that we want to call God. This, you know, let's just start on a fresh slate and go yeah. from there. You know, well, um,
0: it's an experience. So I love that you just use the word experience as well explaining the experience is explaining something that you don't know exists, you know? So it's like, it's explaining something that doesn't exist to an active alcoholic. And um, we get through the steps and you have one experience. And then uh, this, this man who took me through this beautiful traditions workshop, he goes, now it's time that you guys go take the work that we've learned and go have a new experience with it. You have your own experience with AA after you've been through the steps as well. So I become, you know, growing, I grow spiritually through my new experiences after you recover. But it's very hard now that we're on the side of giving the experience of initial recovery to other people. It's very hard to explain what they're in for. Ah. I think i have a sponsee. I looked over and I just at my phone, I just saw a sponsee who I haven't heard from a few days. I think she's dumping me by text message right now, which is totally fine because she's probably not ready. A million percent has nothing to do with me, even if she says it does. Um, I was just thinking about her. And last week we had um, a meeting for step three and she called to postpone because she was like something with her job. Okay. And I was like, and I remember saying to her, listen to me. I understand. I'm trying to sell you an experience that you don't know exists. You're so worried about your job that you're going to cancel step three with me so you can sit around and be worried about it. When I'm about to give you the first like step of a ladder to a life you don't even believe, you know, and I'm like begging her not to cancel step three with me. I'm like, no. And then, you know, she did. And I was like this, uh, I don't know that we're going to be able to keep going type thing. So that's why she's probably dumping me, which is a million percent fine. But it's like, I, I had this experience last week, trying to explain to somebody what we're selling you for free. And it's something you don't know that exists yet. It's an absence of an obsession that you really don't know you have until it's gone. <laughs> that's pretty fucked yeah. too. <laughs>
1: I, I I mean, I'm the the thing I'm still most grateful for is, is right. The obsession's gone, but you know, if I try to explain the experience of Alcoholics anonymous to folks, I mean, you sound like a lunatic. Yeah. God, (laughs) seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs)
1: And and there's just no, and and I'll tell people like, listen, I know I sound nuts. You know, I know I sound nuts. Um, But this is what's up, you know, I didn't get myself sober. Um, The God of my understanding did. And I learned about the God of my understanding through the 12 steps. And that's the end of the fucking story. That's it. That's the whole thing.
0: It sounds so, so, Um, so crazy. But I, and, and when I say like, I didn't do it, I am not responsible for my sobriety. Not today and not then. I did not get myself sober. And um, I I love to blanket statement upset people in rooms. And I always say things like, you know, I have indisputable evidence of God. And the indisputable evidence of God is that you and I have never fucking met. This is the first. I had no idea what you look like. i only see your, your avatar. You don't even have a picture on your Facebook, right? Um, and so we didn't know. We don't even know what each other looks like. And um, but we are jumping on this call and within 18 minutes have have declared that we are hopeless, junky drunks on a highway to death with an incurable illness. And here we are sober and neither of us are claiming our own sobriety. That is indisputable evidence of God in my book. You and I just followed the steps and God appeared. (laughs)
1: And and I love that you have used evidence a few times um, because my sponsor is big on that. You know, when folks come in the room, right, they they need this faith, right? And he was like, look around. The Mm. evidence of God is in this room. Like, look at the people around you that are still sober today. Like, I was with a sponsor earlier, and I was like, listen, bro, it don't make no sense. Mm. This entire thing don't make any sense. None. Like, stop trying to figure shit out and just. Do it. Yeah, um, it's not by
0: understanding either. We aren't. We aren't sober by understanding. Now we have to be pretty clear about what alcoholism is, right? I have to understand the illness of which I am suffering from. But se- that's still self knowledge. So self knowledge isn't going to av- avail me anything. I understand I have a progressive terminal illness with no cure. I have that shit. Okay. I also understand the symptoms of it, and um, just knowing that. So people are like, "Oh, I have to step at one every day." I'm like, "That's fucking weird." because I don't. (laughs) So weird. Uh, So when I understand what it is I'm suffering from, but that's self knowledge, you know, I got sober doing actions of four through nine, which I did not want to do, nor did I even think they would work. I got sober out of spite towards my sponsor, because she was so fucking happy that it just disgusted me. And she seemed really confident this would work. It was her confidence where I was like, Ew, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong just to make you upset. To be honest, that's, I was going to upset you with, with how smart I am by, I'm going to do all the things perfectly. I'm going to work all the steps. I'm going to make all the amends. I'm going to tell you exactly my biggest secret and step five. I'm going to do the shit that you tell me to do. I'm going to get a service position. I'm going to do the fucking dishes. And then at 91 days sober, after I've done the steps, I'm going to fucking drink again. That was my huge plan. Like I'm some creative mastermind genius. I'm such a
1: fucking idiot. I mean there's, there's there's your plan for you, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, my plans and designs. I'm a genius. I was gonna disprove AA. And I did ended up doing the steps in like 24 days, right? And I had a profound spiritual experience from step four on. And I was like, oh crap. Like, oh well, oops, it worked, you know, it accidentally worked. AA accidentally worked for me. And um, but it wasn't a belief in anything. It was, I believe, the whole time it wasn't going to work, actually. And it wasn't an understanding of anything. It was um, a lot of actions that I didn't want to take that resulted in the experience with then evidence to go be of service to other people. So none of this is belief and none of this is, you know, anything that I needed to be convinced of other than the illness I was suffering from. And then I had to take some actions to get through the the work um, but when I look around the room, not everyone is in AA is an alcoholic and I like to piss people off that way too. There's a lot of heavy drinkers. I would even say we're top heavy with heavy drinkers in AA and you can just ask yourself if you're one by asking yourself the simple question, are you keeping yourselves sober a day at a time or have you recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body with the use of the steps? They're two different things. If you can choose sobriety a day at a time, that is so fucking cool. I would not be an AA but like I would just go choose sobriety but like we aren't that cool you know what I mean like it's a cool place to be but we aren't that cool I have other things to do other than AA like laundry and care for dogs and you know all kinds of cool shit write a fucking book you could do lots of stuff if you can choose sobriety a day at a time
1: but I wouldn't be here. It's with a heavy drinker in, in AA because I mean look like you said you know the the it is top heavy with that right? Yeah. Do you necessarily want to run them out of the room? No, because I want you to get well, too. But you got to watch your message to those to the folks that are coming in. You know, you really got to how are you going to break down alcoholism to them? You know, they need to understand what's going on. Like, this is why you're coming here. This is the get down. This is what's up. Mm -hmm. This is how you get better, you know, Um, because there's a lot of nonsense being thrown around the room.
0: Most things said are nonsense and make believe. Yeah, but listen, it's like, we have to know who our audience is and who we're talking to. The only problem is like, I need new guy, fresh, you know, dying, teary-eyed alcoholic as they walk in to understand like, there's going to be a bunch of messages here said today. And you, your life depends on understanding if you have what I have, or if you have what Sal with 30 years has, who's really loves this fellowship and loves, loves, loves no longer being lonely right? Because um, there is a draw. AA meetings treat loneliness. They absolutely do. And that's why at the beginning, it's enough. I'm fucking the loneliest person on the planet is what it says in the big book. It says, we know loneliness such as few do. So you're going to get my scrubby, dirty, fucking belligerent, bleeding from my pores, alcohol, like ass in a room of people who are like, We love you. Keep coming back. Here's a donut and a coffee and you're the most important person here. Of course, that's going to make me feel better at the beginning. I lived on my back porch alone, drinking alcohol, watching my family exist through the sliding glass door of my life for fucking a decade. Of course, it's going to feel good going to a meeting when I am that lonely, right? But then real quick, if you remove me from alcohol, my life gets worse. I don't get better a day at a time. I get fucking worse. And every second that I'm disconnected from God and alcohol at the same time, without a sufficient substitute, I get worse and worse and worse. And I can do that sober. I especially do it at the beginning of sobriety. And I can do that all these years sober today where I can disconnect from God, just kick that plug out on accident and keep it fucking kicked out. And I get worse and worse and worse every day. I'm detached from God without a sufficient spiritual substitute. Wow, that was like a big monologue, but I think it made sense. So we bring it back around to when someone comes in the door. You know, our job is to help them identify if you are a hopeless, chronic alcoholism with a terminal illness without a cure, then you better listen to some of the stuff that I say when I use the words like, you know, step four through nine, recovered, spiritual solution, all the shit. And if you don't, if you just feel better every fucking day and you love the cookies and the bake sales and the fucking sober frozen yogurt after the meeting and that makes you feel better progressively... That is so good, but that is not what we're here for. You know, that's not what we're here for, even though we've become that.
1: It has. And like I said, you know, what, what, what do you want the new person to hear? Mm. You know, cause there's some of us that come in there like myself, I come crawling in ready to die. <laughs> What's the message to them? What come for some donuts and, and, and coffee I wasn't I big on donuts
0: family. in Australia. It's very sad.
1: I wasn't big on the fellowship when I came in. I came in and I told him, I said, I don't fucking like any of you.
0: No, none. I looked around the room and was like, nope, 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 absolutely not.
1: I said, you know, I don't like your hair. I don't like your shirt. You got some stupid. <laughs> I said, I don't like any of you, but I don't know what I'm doing.
0: I had nowhere else to go, man. I tried everything else. <laughs> When they say the last house on the block, we're the last house on the block for the real alcoholic. We really are.
1: Yeah. And listen, I told because I was at a men's stag meeting when I said that to the room. A lot of those dudes are still homies today. You know, Um, because like those are the dudes that came up, they roll up on you and they're like, you're going to call us. You're going to do like this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it. You can go out and go do your thing and come when you're done. And I was like, I'll do whatever, whatever someone tells me to do. Um, Absolutely. And it was what they told me to do was to go through that book with another man.
0: Mm. And they saved your life. Thank you, guys. We didn't like very much when we first saw you who saved our life <laughs> against our will even, you know. I feel like my life was saved almost against my will because I did it out of spite. However, I do believe I was involved in the willingness process of taking actions I didn't want to take. So this is like one of those places spiritually where I actually don't know what I believe, which is like, did I, did I have a part in, in my initial recovery? And part of me absolutely says yes, because I had to do things that I didn't want to do. So it was a lot of like dragging, like clawing my way through the steps because it fucking hurts so bad. If if the steps were not painful, we would just all do them and get well. But we can barely get people past step one in Alcoholics Anonymous because the realization of what it is I'm suffering for, even the realization is painful. There's no good news in step one whatsoever. Like, bitch, you're going to die. Oh, 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 that sucks. And none of the rest of the stuff is fun either.
1: No, I mean, look at you can look at step one and all it means, you know, is you'll drink again, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, you know, and and listen, when I first came in the rooms back in 05-06, like I said, I looked at that. And that was my resignation to go go die. Hmm. I never read two through twelve. You know what I mean? I looked at one and I was like, oh, that's it. You know, um, there's there's nothing left, nothing more. Um Mm-hmm. But you know, as you said, you know, it's hard to explain the experience to folks, they have to go do it. Um, I mean, it's the greatest design, and I think I honestly think the program is flawless. Or the wild, come. people will try to argue that too and nail, and it's like, well, go start your own thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, we have what works right here. Have you – has
0: has a single thing ever failed? Has a spiritual principle ever failed you in all the years of your sobriety? And my answer is fucking no. And I've been through some shit, some shit, some real life shit. And it's never failed, you know. And I've never seen a person fail either. Someone who sponsors a lot of people, I have never seen a person fail at – um. Having a spiritual awakening who's done all the requirements. There it, it's all a suggestion. Bitch, you cannot use the word suggestion and requirement in the same sentence synonymously. They're not the same, like you can't, it's not a suggestion to recover. So a hundred percent of people that I've seen a hundred percent of meet the requirements, as laid out in the book, the first requirement, right? The fucking requirements. Hundred percent of the people have recovered. Hundred percent. I've never seen someone fail at this, and this the the evidence of that is like we're sitting here right now, bro. What? Just nothing's happened challenging in your life up until now. You know what I mean? Like, come on. That sounds dumb. you know, and for
1: those, those are also the only suggestions found in the book. Which ones? The steps. You know, the the suggested program of recovery. Like that's it. You know, Right, that's um, all we're suggesting. There's
0: no other suggestion. I've never heard that before. It's so funny that that just clicked in my mind. It's like, yeah, but it's all we're suggesting. It's just a suggestion, but it's all we're suggesting. That is so. I'm stole. I've stolen that. Sorry, foolish chap. It's mine now. You don't know me. You can't come after me. So <laughs> it's mine now. I'm,
1: I'm open to hearing other people out. You know what I mean? Like, well, what do you got to say? But when you say, you know, uh, they're only suggestions. Okay, I hear you.
0: It is, Go but through. the
1: only Where's one suggested. What else is there?
0: <laughs> yeah, what what else, else is there? It's so funny. Right? Oh, well, I'm going to steal that forever. Thanks. So welcome. you and I are on page 75. And so yep. I have had almost 100 guests on my show so far, which is pretty sick. And we're only up to page 75. And that's because uh, this book is pretty dope. And there's a lot to talk about. Um. So what have we done up into page 75? Well, we've done the first fucking four and a half steps is what we've done. We began to have our spiritual awakening at the end of step four. So here's what I've noticed is I feel like steps one through three, we all kind of are on the same page. And then four through nine, just we're like swinging the cats, like just fucking chaos, right? And I don't this is the first time in my life that I have been able to admit all these years sober that there are many can openers for the book. Okay. I heard it at a conference and I was horrified. I was like fucking finally, accepted that there are more ways to go through the book than just the way that I take people through the book, right? <laughs> the, my old, I take people through the book quickly and just using the book, okay? Call me crazy, but it's enough. So, however, because I've had such profound experiences with it, I'm like, this is the only way through. Anything else is make-believe. What the fuck are you doing with your, like... You know, your questions and your worksheets and your all the, sh- it's all just, it was all Judge Judy is what it was. It's not true. You can go through this book with many different people in many different ways and have a spiritual experience. Can, you know, you really can. And I admit that today. So what have we done up to step five? What I believe, have I done it right or wrong? Okay. Or effectively or not? That's what we'll use. Have I done this effectively or not up until step five is. At the end of your inventory process, whatever way that goes, because I take people through step four in step four, meaning I will get you to your fourth column of your fourth step in step four, and that step five is a separate little experience. Now, that's okay if that's not what you do, but it does not matter, I don't think, if at the end of step five, the end of your inventories, you have begun to wake up. You now have a different perception of yourself, other people, God in the universe. If you have just changed a little bit of your perception by the end of it, I don't think it matters how you've been taken through it. Do you agree or disagree? Is that wildly crazy?
1: No, it's not. Um, Within that, though, I think some folk, I mean, everybody's different. You know what I mean? Some people aren't going to work well off of a fucking spreadsheet looking thing and checking boxes you know what I mean um I'll give a prompt sheet if they need some extra explanation but I mean I want pen to paper I hmm. I want it quickly um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know because I mean, I've heard people that are like you know I've been sober 18 months I'm still doing the fourth step I'm like I would have killed myself mm-hmm. um I did not have that you know that opportunity to take that long nor did I what did I fucking want to No, um,
0: It's so painful. Why would you want to drag drag out early sobriety mate? It was horrible. <laughs> like why would I want to
1: drag that out? When you're, when you're in it, when you're in that fourth step, like people can fucking tell. I remember yeah. <laughs> the living house and the house manager called me into his office. Um, and I sat down, and he goes, "You look like you have, or you have the look of a man going through his fourth step. Yeah. Is everything okay with you? You know, um, but like you said, the experience at the end, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 what we're gunning for."
0: Yeah. Um. So, um, how long did it take you to get through the steps when you finally did it?
1: Through all twelve. Yeah. I got through. It was four months. That's good. That's a
0: reasonable time period. I don't give people.
1: I was in treat. I was. I stayed in a sober living house for seven months. Um, You know, like I told you before, I think I'm pretty smart, right? I'm pretty. (laughs) So, like that, those those twenty eight day stays in treatment weren't for me, and I did have the opportunity to stay longer. And you know, my sponsor knew I was in a safe, structured environment, and nonetheless, we went through as we went through. Um, and even then, you know, like I think it's it's a it's, a, it's an all right number. Um, I get sponses
0: like, one week to do their four step. You're going to do it the fucking night before anyways. You're going to either do it as soon as we get off this call because it's going to be super motivating. I'm like goddamn AA cheerleader, you know, when I'm sponsoring. So it's going to be like either you're going to get off this call and start writing or you're going to do it the night before. So why would I give you multiple weeks to get about that? This I I don't remember if I was telling you or my last guest, but I'm going through uh, the steps again. I'm on step four just because it was literally the worst year of my life. And phew, Fucking crazy miracles ended up happening at the end. But um, I was going through again and she goes, okay, call me when you're done, right? And we'll set it up. I sat on that shit for fucking like six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I if you don't tell me what to do, I'm not going to fucking do it. So um, I give people a week and uh, it actually gets people through their work very effectively. I have a very effective process of taking people through the steps. Now, precursor. I am not the power, nor do I have anything to do with whether or not somebody does the work. Okay, I have no horse in your race, but I have a real fucking effective process of getting people through their work, and it's very quick. and it, And one of my shticks is my the best thing i've ever implemented is i te- you and i when we first start working together i have us lock in a weekly time every fucking week and you are going to show up every fucking week and if you cancel on me twice i'm going to boot you out i don't have the time someone else needs your spot but once a week you're going to show up and we're going to do the work and then you're going to go away and the next week that shit better be done and the process kills it i get people through their work really effectively I lose everyone at 12. They, you know, are too fucking scared to go hell, people. I lose everyone at 12. But I get you there really fucking effectively.
1: And I mean, look, the, that going out there to work with others, um, I start hammering that shit in their head early.
0: Right. Amen. Well, where's the first time it says it? Let's look back in the book. Strangely, it's the first first fucking page in the doctor's opinion. It says, as part of his rehabilitation, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics impressing upon them that they must do likewise with others. It doesn't say Bill got his shit together. He said in rehab, he's going out there fucking being of service to the still suffering alcoholic. Like, there is no time limit. There is a make-believe. Find someone with two years motherfucker, I was so crazy at two years sober. I was the craziest of my recovery at two years sober and a terrible sponsor, by the way. That first year, I was so effective because the passion, I was like, oh, this shit works. And I'm like, look at this shit. There are people sober today that I helped in my first year. There are people that are not sober today that I helped in my first year. Today, I have a much deeper Um, intellectual understanding and a lot more experience of the steps today. I have a better process of the steps today, but it's not as a result of like, my time isn't being sold here. I was just as effective with a big book and a fucking dream in my first year as I am today with a lot of AA knowledge, right? Oh, fucking too much. How did I even become this person? It's like, you know what I mean? Like all those years ago, you're like, I bet I'm going to be fucking real versed in the big book one day. You know, gross. No one wants this. I didn't want this.
1: The last time I was laid up in a detox bed, I thought that was that, like, I'm going to be dead, you know, which is why I tell guys when I'm working with them or really anyone that'll fucking listen to me. I'm like, <laughs> it make no sense. You know, it
0: doesn't make any sense. It we doesn't. didn't do this on purpose is what I'm saying, right? You and I have neck tattoos. That's always my shtick on the podcast if you ever listen. To it. I'm always like, I have neck tattoos. I can't love God, you know? Like we don't – we visually look alcoholic. We visually look like we, we do drugs, which we did. And now we're sitting here like – Beerheads, agents of god like gross come on we didn't fucking choose this shit we weren't like can't wait to sit around with people we don't know and talk about god gross so lame it, we're such
1: losers <laughs> it fucking dope i was sitting with a sponsor earlier just going on about meditation and i had chills and shit and i was like dude this is what i said this is what's up it's it's 11 o'clock. I, what the fuck day is today? Friday? I was like, it's 11 on a Friday morning. We're sitting here drinking espresso, talking about prayer and meditation. I'm like, dude, this is it, man. This is this is. Cool. And he still pretty much just looks at me like I'm, you know, like I'm nuts. And I'm like, we're going to get you there, dude. Just listen and do what you're asked to do. Oh, my God.
0: This is evidence of God, dude. This is evidence of God. Because it's not what, uh, oh, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I didn't fucking sign up for this. (sighs) But something happened to me. And now I love Dr. Bob's explanation of why he helps others. You know, I will never be able to fucking repay AA. Never, never for what has been given to me. I will never, I will always be in debt to Alcoholics Anonymous, even though I fucking hate it. I will always be in debt to it for the life that I lead today. Cause I didn't come up with this shit and no alcoholic and no alcoholic was like, crikey, I have the solution to alcoholism. I must just be real selfish. You know, nobody came did building come up with that. This is not Bill's shit. He's a spearhead for God, just like you and I. All right. He's no better than we are. He's just... All of his defects were really used in a way to make something of God. And because of his fallibility is why I'm here, not because of his perfection. If this was some preacher who wrote the big book, we would not be fucking talking. Bill W. is a dickhead like me. He's a drunk, junkie loser. And those are my people. He is a liar, a cheater, and he has filled with flaws. And for him to go, oh, maybe selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of our troubles and we're really fearful little shits like tornadoes running everybody's lives into the ground who love us and getting the opposite of what we want you know the fact that he's come up with this is just a testimony to god and not to bill w so we are little tiny evidences of god far back as him far back as him and why this shit is so cool you know i didn't write the book it's funny, every time you talk about like the word use the word recovered or like, you know, talk about the solution actually working. God forbid we actually talk like the solution works. Um, people get so angry, they get so upset if they don't have the solution on board. They get really offended, you know. I didn't write the book. I didn't write this. I didn't write the promises. I just have them. I didn't write the step work. I just did it, you know. It's not me, bro. I'm just a side effect, I'm just a result of the work.
1: <laughs> and that's you know that's where I first uh, uh, met you there on Facebook was that recovered alcoholics group with all yeah, the fucking art. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's I mean sometimes with AI I just want to punch myself in the balls. You know, it's
0: <laughs> it's a painful place to live. It really is.
1: <laughs> and it's always you know my sponsor love and tolerance, love and tolerance. Where he's like, well, you're gonna love. Fucking tolerate the rest, and that's the way this is gonna go. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. But you get sober through the big book, go work with others. Yeah. That's it. That's fucking it at the end of the day.
0: It is it at the end of the day. And whether people get sober or not is none of my business. I'm not in the results business. And it's the first thing that my fucking sponsor ever said that made a lot of sense was like, You aren't in the results business because you have no power. Lack of power is still my dilemma in every area of my life. And um every single thing that I've given handed through to the higher power that I've been able to pinpoint that is my lack of power, which is disturbing me has turned out better than I ever could have dreamed. So it's kind of like, even with newcomers and people that I'm trying to be of service to like, I'm, I'm, I'm powerless over alcohol. I'm fucking powerless over your alcoholism. My son's alcoholism. My sponsee is power. Alcohol. I'm powerless. I did the shit that worked though. It's kind of like, I didn't know math. And you need like some math equation in order to live. But I didn't do math and I didn't make up math, but someone taught me math. So now I fucking know math. All right. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you math. If you learn it, if you stick around, if you drop out of the course, that's none of my business. I don't have the power, but I do know math. You can understand AA. You can understand this stuff, you know, and it's not arrogant and it's not spiritually arrogant and it's not. Um, it's not judgmental to know the solution to alcoholism. It's actually that just people have evidence and experience because we did the work. That's all. It's cool. Sure. Do, do that. Do that. bro. <laughs> so you and I are on page 75. We haven't started reading yet. So we've done the fourth step and now we're on to the fifth step, which is I have just been shown that I am the problem in a lot of ways. All right. I'm the problem with everyone I resent because a hundred percent of them are hypocritical. I'm problem with my resentments because, um, in those I'm the one who's disturbed. I'm the one who's in pain because I'm yelling in my head about what Jack from third grade did. You know, I'm yelling in my head about what a victim I am of my father. I'm yelling in my head about how much I hate work every day. I'm yelling in my head about my fucking neighbors so I'm the one in pain in step four. So when I'm shown a new perspective at the end of the fourth column of the resentment inventory, I'm like, what? What? I have a part to play in my own misery? That is fucking crazy. <laughs> then I find out that I am being run by a hundred forms of fear, which for me was the hardest part to admit, dude. I have neck tattoos. My self motto is I do what I want and I don't need you. All right. I will fight you. I am very not, I'm not good at vulnerability. So when she's laying out for me that every single thing I do and say in the way that I act is driven by this fear, including the way that I look, you know, oh, those neck tattoos are fucking out of fear, bro. Like I'm like, I'm look like leave me alone, right? Like, oh, that bitch will fight you, you know, because that's a persona because I'm actually so afraid that you're going to fucking hurt me. I'm so afraid that you're going to hurt me that I have to be intimidating to women and appealing to men in a way that you won't hurt me because you like me. You know what I mean? So I've I've created an image based on fear which has actually gotten me the opposite of what I want. What do I actually want? I want happy, healthy, intimate relationships with other humans. That's what I fucking want. Yeah, I've built this world of protection around me so that nobody can get anywhere near me. Right, I'm so fucking fearful that I'm living in a castle right, with guns and armor around me and that I will never, ever, ever have the life that I want based on my best thinking.
1: You know, you say this persona based on fear, right? I did the same thing, but I was also the one who was butthurt at the end of the day because people didn't approach me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's like, you know, I am not a little dude, you know what I mean? Like I'm a decent sized guy. Um, I'm out of my mind when I drink Mm -hmm. and I build up this persona because I am fearful. I'm Mm -hmm. frightened of you. I'm scared of people to get to know me. Um, I'm scared of being hurt. Right. You're going to leave me. Yada, yada, yada. But if you don't approach me, then I'm fucking pissed that you didn't approach me either. It's so a there's no win situation. Um, Why
0: don't you see through the way I look and act, and just love me for my intentions? You know. Know this. <laughs> yes, you should know this. You should psychically know. Cause I'm like big too. I'm like I'm five nine. I'm not like a small woman, you know. So I'm actually like visually really um imposing and I'm super loud and aggressive. So it's like it's like all I want is for you to psychically see through all of this. And how dare you be standoffish with me, even though I've created a persona to make you literally afraid of me, you know, literally afraid of me. I am a small little delicate flower who is very easily hurt, actually. Very easily hurt. It's like to the degree which I'm scaring you is how afraid I am.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that because me and like a very close homie are very similar, and we I shit you not, we consider ourselves delicate flower petals. <laughs> um, it works so- we're so sensitive.
0: I wish and, I could show a picture of you cuz that's like the cutest thing ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's really cute. But I mean it's true, you know. I'm yes. it's I'm fucking sensitive and I'm that's sensitive. Just part of Yes. You know? Yes. And I tell you what though, like I'm kind of glancing over at this page here, you know, <laughs> and talking about your sponsorship. Like I got rocked the first time taking um I didn't want to own up to a lot of my stuff. Like, I'm like, look at dude, I was 1000% justified in this action. And you can't tell me, I mean, I got fucking rocked. Right. Um, you know, I ended up with the, the guy who took me through my very first time was put in my life. I think by God, cause that was the dude. This, yeah, you know, me
0: too. Looked
1: like neck tattoos and he would look like a junkie version of buddy Holly. And like, nice. he knew what was, um, I, you know, in that fifth step, it was one of the first times he threatened to physically harm me <laughs> He was because <laughs> I was sitting there trying to argue about the dumbest stuff, you know, right. Cause I want to be justified. Um, and I got, you know, a new lens to look at things through. Um,
0: she said the things that cured my soul. In an hour and 45 minutes, I did my first four-step in an hour and 45 minutes, and we did it together. And um, it was insane. It was insane. She does a top 10 list, like, give me the worst, you know, ever, the top 10 people you hate in one institution or whatever. And um, I actually do that today, but I make them go away and do it. Uh, I'm like, don't give me any more than 12, because I feel like we can find your patterns by then, and otherwise you just start victim, or you just become a huge victim. Um, but she did it with me and it's like, by that fourth column, everything woke up like, oh my God, like, oh my God. And no one had ever been able to say these things to me before where I actually believed she was kind of the power. Like the first time you go through, I'm like, oh my God, you have secret powers that you can see the truth like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: funny because, um, today, uh, last night I was taken so- through someone with their fifth step and, and he goes like, Oh my God. How did you see that? I've never seen this before. And I was like, bro, I can see through an alcoholic like glass, but I cannot see my own. Sh- if we could see our own shit, we would not have to do any of this work. We could just read the book and be, have an awakening and go home. You know, we, we can heal other people. We, we can't heal ourselves. And it's amazing. The first time that an alcoholic does it for us. It feels like they have super magical powers, don't you think? It's a wild experience.
1: It really, I mean, it's wild and, you know... There's always the talk around step four, right? It, 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 it's scary. It's big. It's bad. It's usually by people that have never fucking done it. Um,
0: <gasps> oh, my God. Have you had somewhere they initially bring you the thing that they resentful at? And you're like, oh, my God, how are we going to get you to the fourth column on this? Like, I've had multiple people who were raised in cults. And I was like, oh, fuck. How are we going to get you to your fourth column on this? Like, it sounds. But then you get to the fourth column and you're like, oh, this half that shit was a lie anyway, you know? Like sometimes people bring big stuff. Like you said, the talking stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, what the fuck was I going to say?
0: Sorry, I interrupted you.
1: It was, it was to, to, to segue back into five, you know, mm. for my it was, it was weird. You know, it was really just weird. Cause I've never had that experience with another human, the connection. And look at when I did, when I did my fifth, I laid it all out. Mm-hmm. Every, you know what I mean? Cause I listened, right. Get it out, get it out. Um, and I just laid it all out. I was like, I'm not going to do this again. Cause I hear what happens, right. If you don't take a fifth, take a fifth, right. Like people go back out the door over that stuff. I was like, you know, well, let's see what's up. You know, I'm going to trust this process and trust in God. And I'm going to read this man, my inventory. Um, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah,
0: because because what's the other choice? It has threatened our life before we actually get to this point. We're on 75 and says, you know, we pocket our pride and go with it. Before we actually pocket our pride and go with it, it threatens me in step five, saying, trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods almost invariably they got drunk i have a one of the guys on my look at this one of the guys on my po- podcast sent me an AA dictionary which i always liked and this is the second time i'm using it i want to see what invariably means in the big book dictionary because i've never looked it up in tolerance intoxication invariably means always. Oh in each and every case and without very variation. That's actually puts even more depth and weight to that word, doesn't it? So it says almost always they got drunk. So it's threatening my life and my recovery. It's like you leave something out in step five and you will not initially recover. And don't worry. I mean, my first step five was only like a page and a half of bullshit. Like she goes, cause she wasn't telling me to go write it, but she was like, okay, I need you to tell me everything. And I go, I have to go home and write it. There's too much because I honestly believed I was the world's worst person. By the end of the fourth column of the fourth step, I was like, fuck. (laughs) I went home and I like bullet pointed all the stuff I wanted to say because I wanted to get it all out as well. I wanted to do this shit. And um, it was only a page and a half, right? I was like, oh, the worst person in the world is probably like worse than that. So that's good news. Um, But it tells me like, if I don't do this, initially, I'm not going to recover. But don't worry, you aren't going to remember everything the first time. There's shit today that pops into my head and that i shudder from and go oh fuck i better tell someone
1: Yeah, i mean you can get a good chunk out that first time right because you got to tell folks like don't trip you know what i mean trip like if you got to think too hard about something you're probably not resentful that person place or thing right so it's not popping up just let's keep going um but again, you know, I was more scared of getting loaded by leaving something out than I was to admit everything to another person. Right. Um,
0: and there is one thing that I didn't want to admit and it was horrible and I left it to the end. But, you know, her reaction and and I said this last episode, but like <clears throat> you want your sponsor the first time to like you. You desperately want to be liked by this person. You pick them for a reason and and they've shown you they've shown you altruism. So for the first time in your life, your sponsor is probably the first person you've never shown anyone altruism before, but they're actually showing you altruism, and you're like, this is magic and love. Uh, I remember the very first day she came to my house and started doing the work with me. She she left to go to her car, and I was like, I love her. Oh my god, what the fuck is happening? I love love this woman. She turned around, she said, I love you, and I was like, oh my god. You know, I wanted this relationship so badly, because it was something I never experienced, which is a relationship on altruism. And so when I'm telling her the step five, if I tell you the truth, you're going to be like, get fucked, bitch, you are horrible. That is a horrible thing. So it's so it's a hard thing to do. I understand that. And I did leave the last thing to the end. But the truth is, is her response was like, Oh, okay. And then after that, you know, I've, my secret has been used to help Countless other people. Ever it seems like everyone else has done the thing that I did. You know.
1: Well, we like to think we're unique. um you know, My sponsor was quite different than yours. I we first bonded over him calling me a fucking hillbilly that he didn't, didn't know say he loved you. <laughs> you know, after I read him, you know, I read, I took my fifth step with him. A hillbilly. First. He did. He called, he called me a stupid fucking hillbilly. And then to get up to the stag meeting, that was our first conversation ever. Um, <laughs> but I responded to that. I respond to, to, me, to too. that like, me too. You know, so I also left my thing that I was never going to tell anybody till the end. Right. Yeah. Um, and we had finished and he was like, is that everything? And I was like, well, you know, is it true that the secrets are and he, he literally he goes out with it he goes out with it baby boy oh. and I, I said look dude I got loaded one night I fucking woke up with this chick her dick was bigger than mine and I fucking like I didn't know what to do with that mm-hmm. and he goes how important that is and I I mean I leaned in mm-hmm. I was like how important is that he lifts his leg up and he fucking farts at me he goes it's <laughs> Yeah. He goes that's how important that is. He goes shut up. <gasps> um uh, oh and then and that was it. You know what I mean? Um
0: <gasps> that was it. That
1: was
0: so, it. It's like I really respond to the um in your face no this isn't someone else's fault. Stop being a little bitch. It it feels like th- I mean that's love to me like if you coddle an alcoholic, you will kill them. Sympathy will fucking kill me. First of all, I don't want it from anybody, and I don't keep um I don't keep frothy emotional appeal recovery like in my circle because it's not going to help me or you. What helps me is for people are like sapping a little selfish bitch like sack up and fucking go help someone. That is music to my soul like pulling me out of the depths of self pity, is a fucking life raft and so yeah. I do respond to stop it, fucking hillbilly you go to, it's so funny like nothing about you is hillbilly.
1: well and I mean because I'm from upstate New York he was you know he's from San Francisco oh,
0: upstate you forgot to add the upstate part that's why
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm more from Canada than I am the city um but, but I Look, this guy, you know, it was perfect for where I was at that point in my life. Yeah. He was also a clinical therapist. He knew which hat to wear. Yeah. But for the most part, I'd call about something and I'd be complaining. And he'd very simply say, I don't fucking care about your feelings. You can tell that to your therapist. Mm. Um, I'm your sponsor. Let's let's get to the work. and And just, right, that's it.
0: So we're on page 75. We have to read something because it always happens where we are literally out of time and we haven't read a single sentence. We were we almost got there, though. Okay, page 75 at the bottom. Uh, We just have read through the step five promises, which means that we begin to wake up after this has happened. We begin to start having the spiritual experience that's been promised. Now, we don't have it on board. We haven't recovered. We don't have all the tools to stay sober the rest of our life yet. But something begins to happen and that's why the steps are so beautifully placed on each other where it's like you start here and by step five, something will actually have happened to you. And if you don't have some sort of an awakening by now, get a new sponsor. Just go fucking. You aren't married. It's fine. There are millions of of us out there. Tap the fuck out. Be like, I really want to have an experience here because if you are not have a change of perception, your chances for recovery are pretty slim, but there is so much cooler shit out there. So if you're still calling your sponsor every single day and treating them like some emotional support dog and you want a different experience, you have my permission to break up with your sponsor and to go find somebody who is thumping on their big book as they're talking about God. Okay, go do that. It's a cool experience. If you don't like it, go back to the fucking emotional support dog. It's fine. They'll have to tell you to have a bubble bath and walk in the woods. So lovely. Returning home. This is our sentence. Returning home. We find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know Him better. Taking this book down from the shelf, we turn to the pages which contain the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an ark through which we shall walk a free man at last. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skipped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Um, Very pretty clear cut instructions here. I know for my hour, I like went and sat on my, the floor of my shower and I just took a shower for like 45 minutes and I just kept praying like, is there anything else I have to tell Becca? Is there anything else I have to tell her? Is there anything else I have to tell her? And just thank God, you know, and nothing came. So it's one of those things like relax. If you, if not everything comes out, if you think there should be more in your person, like of your misdeeds and there isn't, it's fine. It's fine. Be thankful that it's done, that you can keep going, you know?
1: Well, and that was part of it. Like, did we get it all out, you know? And yeah. I, I had to like I had everything out. I remember walking away from this experience and I couldn't yet, like all I could tell myself was that it was weird, but there was a, like, that's all I could say to myself. But like what, what there was when I can look back was that there was a calmness over me. I had never felt more connected to another human being after this experience. Right. And just walking down the road, thinking like shit is wild. You know, that, I would have never thought that this is what I would be doing. Um, mm. To be trusting this process, you know, building this relationship with God and with with the people around, and with myself too. You know, um, it was very cool. But like I said, all I could say at first was like, "This is really fucking weird, man." As <laughs> yeah. down the, the bus stop, you know. Um, Really dope. And, and, but I mean, you know, I left, again, left nothing out through those first five. Yeah. Did them to the best of my ability.
0: Yeah. And I like the part where it says, take the book off the shelf and like, let's read through this. And I ask in the first person, you know, have you, foolish chap, admitted that you are powerless over alcohol? Have you admitted that your life is unmanageable? I just do it all in like the first person for the person I'm working with and asking these questions. And by the time we get to five, they usually are like, yes, I have actually done these things to the best of my ability at the time. I really have. And, um, just knowing like that's enough, you're on your way, that's it. You're on the fucking, you're on the roller coaster, my friend, you're firmly strapped into place, you're doing everything you need to do. You know, the rest of this stuff just takes more time and action, and you're on your way. And that's really fucking good news. It's good news. <laughs> and like I said, if 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 you haven't yet, it's all right to start over. It's all right to tap out and start back in with somebody else. We are not in a sobriety contest. Okay, and a sobriety contest looks like I can't struggle, I can't restart, I can't um, admit that maybe I was smoking weed and should probably get real with that. I can't admit these things because I'm in some sobriety contest because picking up a chip is more important than having a spiritual awakening that's going to save my life, you know, picking up a chip and saying that I'm sober, commenting on my time, using my time as some weapon against other people to be okay, um, that's not enough for me, you know. I disarm the time by not telling you how much I have. I'm recovered from alcoholism. That's fucking sick, dude. That is so fucking rad. And I didn't do it and I didn't make it happen and I'm not working on it, you know. I'm not trying to be sober today. I'm not sober a sober day at a time. The problem's been removed and now we have precise specific instructions of how to help to show other people precisely how we recovered. We just got that on board. That's fucking rad, dude. A gift you didn't know you want. Hey.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so simple. It's yeah. so fucking simple, you know, and yeah. it's clearly written. They're directions, right? You don't read the book like a fucking novel that's yeah. clear cut.
0: Directions. Nor is it and academic. It is just directions. Yep. Literal directions ones.
1: You will have an experience, yeah. you know,
0: Amen. And then you get to come on this podcast with strangers that you don't know and have a great time. Wasn't that fun? I know you're a little nervous, but was, that was a good time, wasn't it? We've already had a time.
1: No, it was. Um, and like I said, I mean, I always get a little nervous. and like, I, we didn't know who the hell we were. And I know. all I knew was some Australian chicks, let me go get the fucking Vegemite cup. And
0: <laughs> The Vegemite cup's pretty good. That was a good part of the well- day. Thank you, everyone, for listening to That's on the Book. Please share us with a friend if you want to come on or get in contact with me or any of the guests I have on the show. Just reach out at That's on the Book and Hotmail.com. We will see you all again next week. Dude, have you even read the fucking book?